Welcome to the Players First Podcast, where we showcase the stories and journeys of professional basketball players and their continual growth in knowing who they really are. Today's guest is Jared Brownridge of the Delaware Blue Coats in the G League. We talked to him today about his story and journey from high school to college and now his grind to become the best version of himself off and on the court as a pro. Hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Jared. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's good to be here. Man, I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, you know, wanting to showcase players, former college players, pro players now, uh, kind of going through where you've been overseas and right now currently in the G League with the Delaware Blue Coats. And uh, so I kind of want to go down the line from the beginning, man, because you uh, you obviously have had some success to be able to be be in the G League. So how did you start off playing this game, and how were you introduced to it? Well, you know, I've been playing the game. I was introduced to the game when I was two years old, and I can remember um, exactly how it was. Christmas and uh, my dad and my mom had got me one of those little tight basketball hoops yeah. uh, that are so popular. So ever since I got one of those, you know, and my dad put the ball in my hand, it was pretty much it was pretty much over after that because I couldn't stop dribbling the basketball. Uh, so that's my first vivid memory of playing basketball and getting introduced to the game. And ever since then, it was like every year I just wanted to keep playing, and that's exactly what I did. And I think. My mom did a great job of being that support and that role model in my life to allow me to keep pushing forward and stick to it uh, and perfect my craft. And I think my dad was there as, you know, the guy to get on me about things and also to come with me to the gym at any time of the day just to know that he did everything to make me the best player that I can be. And that's why I thank both my parents for doing that for me throughout my journey that's a great foundation and a great support system something that we're going to get be able to talk about a little bit more in depth later uh so what was your experience as a player in high school as far as coming out of aurora illinois well there's a lot of good competition here in the chicagoland area Uh, and like you said i'm from aurora illinois which is about uh 35 40 minutes from the city uh, so there's a lot of good talent where I was at um, as well and also playing AAU for the Illinois Wolves who's known to breed players like uh, Demetrius McKamey, yeah. Frank Kaminsky, Evan Turner. Um, yeah. All those guys play for my AAU team so I've had the chance to talk with all of them still have a relationship with them today. That's great. Uh, so that is something good about our community is that we're close-knit um, and we were able to learn um, a lot of good things playing in that type of program, a program where a coach in Mike Mullins, who is the, the founder of the Illinois Wolves, who teaches us to play the game the right way. Um, so I think he's a main reason why I was able to showcase to college coaches while I was in high school. Um, I played the game the right way. And I think yeah. that's the main reason why coaches looked at me and said, he might be able to fit our college program. 
Got you. So your high school coach, he wasn't just a high school coach. He also coached in college as well prior to, you know, coaching you. Now, could you say that had an impact on, on how you played the game as well? Yes, most definitely. Uh, my high school coach, uh, Coach Steve Weimer, it's funny because he texted me the other day just checking up on me, yeah. uh, seeing what I was going to do next. But he uh, he played a big role uh, in my basketball career. He helped me uh, hone my craft uh, throughout high school. And he knew that I could get to the places where I wanted to get to, but he, he told me, you know, I really have to lock in and, and take these high school years seriously to improve my game so that way I can be ready to step foot on a college campus my freshman year and be ready to go right away. Um, so uh, he was a big a big part of my life, and, and he still is as he continues to support and still comes to my games throughout the season. That's great. Now, you said something there really important because – when you went on to Santa Clara, uh, yeah, man, you were ready to go <laughs> as a freshman, having a lot of success <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, doing some amazing things. And as I as I kind of like go down the list of who, what you did there at Santa Clara, I see a lot of late game heroics. And I'm thinking to myself, did that start in high school or, or did you just show up? Santa Clara, like I'm gonna hit a game winner against St. Mary's <laughs> at St. Mary's, which is they're basically unstoppable at, at home, and, and I'm just gonna uh-huh. shut the place down. Was that something you had? Is that something you had done during your high school years as well? Well, you know, I wouldn't say that per se. I, I think I might have had a few game winners in high school, but I can't remember them as well as I can my college game winners. Yeah. Um, but but as a scorer, I've I've always felt like I've had that um, that ice in my veins, that type of gene, yeah. to where if the seconds, only a few seconds in the game, I want the ball in my hands, and I trust that I can lead our team to the promised land. And I think that was something that started in high school, as far as believing in my abilities to play basketball and and the confidence that was instilled with with within me and yeah. taking that into college, knowing that, you know what, I put the work in, I put the hours in, and I know that because of that, I feel confident to take this shot. Yeah. Now, if I hadn't, if I hadn't put the work in, I would probably question myself, oh, should I really take this shot? Or when I see the coach drawing up the play for me, I would question it and say, oh, are you sure you want me to take this shot? But it was really just, oh, he drew the play up, perfect. I had no problems, and I knew what I was going to go out there and do. And I think that's why you saw those four game winners that I had um, each year throughout my college career. Yeah. So, like you said, one thing about being prepared, and uh, and I go back to kind of what the greatest player of all time, in my opinion, and I think just in general, never mind my opinion, was Michael Jordan. I know you picked Kobe, Kobe over Jordan, but I'm going to let you slide on that. Um, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an interview and he said, they asked you, and it was kind of, kind of quick, quick shotgun I'll say, style. I'll, I'll, say it, I'll say it like this. I, I don't put Jordan, I don't put Kobe over Jordan, but as far as when I was born and what I could see on yeah, TV, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Kobe, Kobe was that guy on TV. So Kobe is my favorite player of my generation. But gotcha. overall, and knowing Michael Jordan and coming from Chicago and seeing everything that he's done, He's my overall greatest player. But gotcha. when I started to be able to understand and watch basketball, Kobe was my favorite. Yeah, it's a generational thing, man. When I was coming yeah. up, Michael <laughs> Jordan, that's all. I mean, 
that's how I was introduced yeah. to the game. I saw Michael Jordan and come fly with me, and, and I lost it, man. I was like, I want to do that. But we're kind of going yeah. back to what what uh, the reference, Michael Jordan says something to the effect of I was prepared. So when you're prepared for a situation, there's no need to fear the situation. And, and I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. it. And, but, but that was the gist of it. And so you're talking about the same thing, like, I hit these shots because I was prepared for it because I I uh, I wouldn't go out and do anything that I wasn't prepared to do. And there's so many guys that are really good players, but they're not prepared for those moments. It takes uh, mm-hmm. it takes a special and a certain individual to be able to want that last shot and then be capable of taking it and making it. So mm-hmm. I, I look at that and and I just say to myself, wow, th- those as a freshman coming in to arguably maybe besides the Gonzaga game, one of the, the most, you know, toughest games you're going to see in conference play, you just roll up on them and, blah, you know, over, game over, and you walk off. That 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 was incredible and something I think that uh, you'll probably never, ever forget. I don't think I'll ever forget because when I saw it, I was like, whoa, that's big time for a freshman. So kind mm-hmm. of rounding out kind of your basketball career, you know, finishing up with over 2,000 points for a career. That, that's amazing, man. You, that, you really have to be able to fill it up to do that. Did you feel like that accomplishment alone was kind of like the biggest contribution you made to the team all the whole four years you were there at Santa Clara? Well, I mean, you know, it's funny because I didn't even know when I was in college, I didn't even know scoring 2,000 points was a big deal. So when I had scored 2,000, I was thinking about how can I get to 3,000? Wow. And uh, I didn't, you know, and, and I was trying to calculate. It was funny because when it happened, I was trying to calculate how much time I had left in college and could it poss- could I possibly get there or whatnot. But uh, yeah. that's just like the competitive spirit in me. But um, but like you said, I, I took though what you said from Michael Jordan and kind of paraphrased it, but that is one thing I live by, which is, if you put the work in, you'll have no worries. So yeah. I, I, I put the work in and I go out there on the court and I know that without a doubt, I know that my skill and, and my confidence is at an all-time high. So I'm not worried about the outcome. And yeah. I think another thing that's very important um, for that I go by as well, um, that it's important for p- other players to know, younger players to know, and even if you don't play basketball, whatever you're – your your job is uh is stay ready so you never have to get ready and that's something that yeah that's something that my my weight coach uh, my strength coach at santa clara um coach mabina he told me that and i took that from college and and implemented that as i went into my professional career and and ever since then it's like you know because with me and many other players that the audience doesn't really know, but there's a big waiting game when it comes to basketball. You're always waiting to see what team you might be on, or you're waiting to see if you can get picked up by a team. Or you may not be playing, and you're waiting for your chance to get that opportunity to get in the game. So if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. But if that one second or that one moment you say, oh, well, I'm not, nothing's going on right now. There's no opportunity coming my way. So I'm just not going to, I'm not going to work out or I'm not going to do this and I won't have to worry about it. Well, then that moment that you do get called and your opportunity does come, you're not going to be ready. So one thing I follow by stay ready. So you never have to get ready. Great, great mantra, great motto. 
great words to live by because, yeah, that is so true what you're saying at the pro level. Uh, you don't get to, you know, warm up ahead of time or college level, even high school level. You, once you're called, you're that last guy on the bench. And even if it's a blowout, you want to step up and actually do something. You don't want to be, you know, kind of looking like you've never seen a basketball or a court for that matter. And uh, exactly. it's so, so, so important. Now, going back to kind of, you know, your college experience, uh, how important was the academic side of, of that? Wow. Uh, the academic side was, was very important. And it was also important going into my decision uh, when I was choosing a college. Um, I remember like it was yesterday, we, when I had all the schools, um, when I narrowed it down, you know, me and my parents put all the schools on a, on a, on a board and did the plus, uh, did the cons. And, um, we figured out the pros and the cons and we, we, we were trying to figure out, you know, what school I wanted to attend. And academics was really, was the top of the list. Actually, wow. it was not even high on the list. It was the main thing on the list. And so as we looked at every school, Santa Clara, um, was one of the most, was the most prestigious school. Um, and also I looked at the background information of Santa Clara and of course it's in the Silicon Valley, uh, which is where, you know, a lot of tech businesses are booming right now, yeah. entrepreneurship. Tons um, of money. So it was a good, and the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a great, it's a great area to be in where you can, uh, hopefully find a job one day and where you can also can, you know, connect with people. You can yeah. network with people and then those people will be in your life forever and they'll be able to help you out in many different ways. Yeah. So I was thinking about all of that before I even, you know, went to Santa Clara. So that all was something that I wanted to get out of when I went to Santa Clara and, and that's exactly what I got out of Santa Clara. It wasn't just about having a great basketball career. It was about knowing that when I'm gra- when I graduate, I had one I had a good basketball career, but more importantly I got a good education uh, from a very prestigious school. And while I was at school, I met a lot of great people um, who are very high and powerful in what they do. And I'm able to network with them uh, for the rest of my life. Um, also, after basketball ends, it'll be very important for me. So education was very important to answer your question. Fantastic. Uh, coming out of college, what were some of the goals you had set for yourself? Was it was it totally on basketball, playing at the next level, or was it you know like you're talking about the academic side, the career side, the networking side? What 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 were some of the goals you set for yourself after after you were done playing in college? The coming out of college, my goal was my main goal was really just to play professional basketball. You know that's always been my dream as a kid. So I knew that no matter what, I was going to go after that. And, and that still remains my goal today. I mean, I've already um, accomplished it, um, but I'm trying to get even higher. I'm trying to get to the next level. Right. Uh, it's always been to play in the NBA. So uh, I, you know, I played overseas. So I've got, I played overseas in Italy. So I've gotten to see a different part of the world. And this past year, um, I've played back in the States with the Delaware Blue Coats. Um, and had you know a really good season, uh, one that I feel like I can really build off of, and hopefully earn a ten day contract in this next season, yeah. uh, or whatever it may be. Um, so that's still my goal. But um, also, while I'm out of college now, 
and I'm getting older and I've played basketball for two years, you know, I'm not just as much as I'm thinking about basketball, I'm also thinking about, you know, other things that I'm, that I'm interested in and that I may want to do while playing basketball. Yeah. Um, I think when you, I think when kids first get out of college, they just think about basketball and that's something that they should do because it's your first year out and you should just go for it. Um, but as you play basketball, you know, your second year, your third year, fourth year, you start thinking, okay, I'm still all into basketball, but now let me start um, figuring out what I'm interested in and let's start moving on that now so that way it's not um, something that I'm just now starting whenever basketball is over for me. Gotcha. That's great advice, man, because I think uh, we, when I think about what current and then future players should kind of focus on when it comes to that, you know, uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, not a train coming mm-hmm. to hit you. Uh, those are the type of things that they need to consider uh, as opposed to thinking all I have to, all I can do is this, all I can be is that to put themselves in a exactly. box or allow people in society sometimes to put them in a box. What, what mm-hmm. other, what other key principles or, or, uh, or things could you give advice to pertaining uh, for, for a current or a future college basketball player? Um, like you said, I like what you said, where you said sometimes players can feel like they're put in a box or society can put them in a box. And I feel like as basketball players, and this may happen to other, um, other sports players as well, but, um, since I'm a basketball player, I'll speak on basketball players. I feel like sometimes we can be, um, categorized into this box like we can only play basketball yeah and i think that's why you see big players like lebron james and Dwayne wade and chris paul speak out um saying we're more than just an athlete and even a person like me who obviously looks up to those guys is maybe on a lower level right now i i'm saying the same thing and i try to preach the same thing to you know players that i know in my area is that Love the game of basketball because that's what, you know, you grew up loving to watch and loving to play. But just understand that basketball is an opportunity in itself. It's an opportunity for you to play, but it's also an opportunity for you to gain more opportunities. And and one thing that I realized is that with playing basketball, I've gained so much in my life that I never thought I would have uh, relationships, relationships. the people that I've networked with, uh, opportunities to do, to go to a different country and many other things that I can't even list right now. But it's like, yeah. you look at this basketball when you're young and you're like, it's just basketball. But when you get older, you're like, wow, this ball can do many other things for me. And all I can say to those kids is don't let it restrict you when you get older. Feel yeah. free to adventure out into whatever it is you want to do because just like anybody else, you have the freedom to do it and don't be scared to do it. You know, that speaks to the to something that I've told players for years, uh, especially at the high school level. I've, as they go on to the next level, I've told them, don't let the system use you. You use the system. And that's not to say that mm-hmm. there, there's a trap out there that uh, the college level or any other level is setting for them, but I think it's a trap that we kind of all fall into entering something that seems like Oh, okay, so you need me to do something. 
whether it's a job, whether it's a playing at the college level, whether it's playing for a pro team, you're there for a reason and you're there to produce in some way, shape, or form. But like you're saying, there's so much that you got out of the game that you didn't even expect. And I think when I tell kids or players like, hey, use, use the game, don't let it use you. That's to say, hey, don't walk away from this thing beat up and busted and maybe physically you will be, but who cares? You had a you had a great time, but don't be emotionally, mentally, even sometimes spiritually busted up. And I think that's kind of like what you're talking about, and, and that's great advice for 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 kids and other players coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what like just just say somebody said, you know what, Jared, no more basketball. That's it. Walk away. What other profession would you walk into? if you didn't have the game? Well, for me, I went to school and I knew that I wanted to major in broadcasting. Uh, Well, I knew that I was interested in broadcasting, so that's why I chose to major in communications at Santa Clara. And, um, you know, it's funny because um, I'm on your podcast, uh, but podcast is something that I'm interested in, so I'm hoping to you know, yeah. start one of my own eventually. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, when I was at school at Santa Clara, I knew that's what I wanted to get into. And, uh, through the, through the athletic department, um, the lady who did, um, pretty much all our media relations and did all of our games and our interviews and things of that nature, she took me under her wing and allowed me to learn from her. Uh, her name is Michelle Young. And, and because of that, I was able to pretty much start my own show at Santa Clara and, wow. and take a step. And uh, the show was called Long Walks with Jared. And I would pretty much, um, I'd pretty much interview a different person each week. Uh, and I interviewed the, the commissioner of my conference. I interviewed the president of my, of my university. Uh, I interviewed um, the older coach of Santa Clara who, um, who was around when Steve Nash was there. So I interviewed some really, some really great people and, uh, and it, it was great content for people to watch. And so, um, I took college seriously. Like, like I said, I took it seriously. I wanted to learn the things that I needed to know as soon as possible. So that way I can take it with me whenever I'm ready to start it up again. Um, yeah, yeah that's not- your question. I go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I was going to say to answer your question, I do plan to, to get into broadcasting and I don't know if that might be continuing to interview people, uh, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a type of show. Um, I've done speeches at Santa Clara as well. So I, I'm also uh, interested in doing speaking engagements um, uh, whenever I can. So things of that nature is something that I would like to get into. How about, you know, I, I always present this to guys because I heard one time in a, in a coach's meeting during the Final Four, uh, somebody said, hey, you know what, we need to show these kids the whole menu and know that there's more to being a part of the game than just playing. Now, you know, like you're talking about being a sportscaster and stuff like that, I think that's really key. It's awesome because you're looking at the game here again as, as you've experienced now that it can do so many things for you. And also the way you can kind of still stay a part of the game even after you're done. Uh, And I think that's really key. 
also kind of to go back, the point I was trying to make or wanted to make was that I saw some of those uh, those uh, episodes of you, you know, walking through campus with people. And, man, you, you've, you've really got a great personality that that's able to bring out, you know, other people's personalities. And I think that's that's really key to being somebody who's going to go into communications and, and, and possibly broadcast. And, and however you're going to be in front of the camera, that's really key. And that's why I do podcasts because I want to <laughs> I don't think I'm good on camera, so I'd rather just do this right here. But uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I kind of want to go now, not not off subject, but off subject a little bit because this kind of speaks to everybody's uh, journey in the game and in life. Quite honestly, is how important is a good support system like your family and your friends and the relationships that you've made? How how important has that been for you? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, it's very important. I mean, and it's also important to keep it to keep it close. And by close, I mean knowing who's in your circle. Yeah. Um, because in playing this game a long time, I, I've met people who've let everybody in, you know. And yeah. and because of that, it's either messed up their careers or they had people that were there that they thought they could trust or they thought were there for them, but they were just there for the ride. And once the ride was over, they were gone. So, wow. um, you know, it's, it's, impo- it's an important question. It's important for, for people to know that family and your friends are important to have around you, but keep the circle small and know that the people that are in there, they're great quality people that are there and not only want to see you succeed in basketball, but they want to see you succeed in life and that they'll be there no matter what. So, um, having my family support system and my close knit friend group uh, has been very important for me. To mainly because one, they push me. You know, I have my own motivation to play basketball, but having them in my head while I'm working out it pushes me even more because I know they want to see me succeed, which makes me want to work even harder. Um, but also knowing the fact that they just provide love. Um, is, is great for me and allows me to know that no matter what happens to me in basketball, I'm always going to be, I'm always going to be able to fall back on them and, uh, and figure out what's next and, and we'll have, we'll go from there. So gotcha. family support and the friend support is very important. Yeah. That, that right there speaks volumes. And, and I'm glad you said everything you said, uh, because those uh, the friendship groups, man, they can either sometimes make you or break you, and uh, mm-hmm. it means a lot. Everybody, everybody that you keep in your circle, if it's small, kind of has the same goals of getting somewhere and doing something big. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. can feed off of that. And not necessarily that you have to be around a bunch of overachievers, but that sure helps because everybody's, you know, really like you know encouraging one another. So that's great. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad you said all that you said. Now, going to high, going back to your high school days and maybe even your college days, especially, what did you have to sacrifice to be where you're at now as a professional basketball player? <laughs> well, that was, I had to sacrifice a lot. And, I, and I'll start by saying this, the players that um, are still young in high, in high school or middle school, wherever it may be, um, understand that the word sacrifice is going to be a big word in your life moving forward and 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 that you're going to have to give up some things if you really do want to get to what you say you want to get to yeah. and 
Um, I knew that I wanted to become a great basketball player and I knew that I wanted to become a professional basketball player. And, you know, I remember like it was yesterday having this talk with my dad and, and some of my coaches. It was like, you have to sacrifice some things if you, if you truly want to attain this goal. And at first, you know, I, I, I didn't listen all the way just because, you know, I was, I was young, I was a kid and you know, I still wanted to do all these things and just, you know, worry about basketball on the side. But, um, you know, as I got older, um, I understood what they were saying and, and I really took it to heart at that point. And, um, and I think that was the point where you saw me, uh, I started making business decisions, I'll call it, because I left one AAU team, I left one AAU team that I was on, um, that all my friends were on, that I wouldn't want to leave, that I didn't want to leave in the beginning because it was all my friends. Uh, but once I started to understand sacrifice, I, I, I left that team and went to a team that I knew was going to get me um, seen in front of college coaches and get me to the place that I needed to get to. So um, that was a big business decision for me. And also knowing that I wasn't going to be able to go to every party or every event or, or I wasn't going to be able to do this or do that, I was, I was okay with that and I was at peace with that because I was understanding that I was doing something that I loved and I was striving for my goal. So sacrifice is huge and those that do sacrifice will, will pretty much see great success later in the future. I, I promise you that. Yeah, definitely. That's a great word right there, man. I mean, those, those are words that I think every, every young player, every aspiring uh, collegiate and pro player can really take to heart because I think, uh, Sometimes guys are in the game just for what the game can do for them in, in the sense like I want one day I just want to get paid. One day I just want to, but what are you going to give to the game too? Like I think when we talk about sacrifices in the game of basketball, we're talking about giving yourself to the game. Like that's one of my favorite things to say or, or saying is that give yourself to the game and you'll get out of it what you put into it. And then you'll walk away very content and very satisfied win, lose, or draw, pro contract or not, college career or not, uh, you can be content with that you, you did your very best and there's nobody that could come back behind you and say, you know what, you should have done this and there's no regrets uh, because in life, mm-hmm. life's full of regrets, to be honest, in different, in different aspects. But uh, if we can keep it, you know, completely about, you know, our goals, our mission and giving everything up, in a sense, to, to achieve those goals and to fulfill that mission, I think you walk away pretty happy and content, like I said. Uh, so, yeah, so what, what do you think to get here again, get to the NBA level? What do you think it is that you'll have to sacrifice moving forward? Um, you know, at this point, I don't think there's, I, you know, I don't think there's anything much that I have to sacrifice. I think it's just working on what it is I need to work on to get to that next level. Gotcha. Um, I think that I do, I sacrifice everything from, you know, not, not always having to be at every party, not worried about, you know, drinking and all these other things that, that people can fall into all these traps people can fall into. I stay away from that. Wow. And I really, 
when the season is here, I'm just locked in and I'm focused on getting to where I want to get to. So this summer is pretty much me just taking what the coaches told me in my exit meeting and and getting better at what it is they feel I need to get better at and and and, and working on that all summer. So that way when I come back next season, I take what I did last year and then add those things that I've been working on over the summer. And gotcha. I think that can hopefully, that'll be my best bet to propel me forward and in getting into the NBA. Got you. Great. That's a great way to look at it. And I can tell you honestly, man, but watching film of you in the G League, man, you are filling that thing up. Like, I'm looking at one highlight and I'm thinking, okay, that's one game. Good shooting game. I see another highlight. I'm like, okay, another good shooting game. Okay, and then another, and then, you know, after a while, it's like, yeah, this guy, this guy should be in the league, man. I mean, league, league this dude now, and uh, and and so I really do believe you'll get there. I, I really, I, I see your game, and not that I'm some kind of pro scout or anything. One day, probably, but not right now. But I see it, man. Like, you know, when somebody has it, and and you really. You really do have it, man, and uh, and it's appreciated too because I like I like your the way you play, man. I really do. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. So, do you? I mean, from a from a perspective of uh, kind of like self awareness and uh, being comfortable in your own skin, do you know who you are as a person? Yes, uh, and I think that's very important. You got to know who you are before you even start worrying about trying to be a great basketball player because that that dictates and determine a lot of things for you. And I think something that helps me know who I am is is my faith in God and um and and I think my mom is a is a big part of that. Um, yeah. and teaching me that while I was young and taking me to church every Sunday and, you know, even to this point still going to church and, and throughout the season going to church whenever I can. Um, it, it allows me to stay grounded. Allows me to talk to my to my God and 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 connect with Him because I have to connect with Him before I can connect with with anybody else. Yeah. Uh, so He pretty much He pretty much puts me in place. And, and you know, I don't I don't go to Him asking Him to help me score thirty points in a game. I just go to Him asking for guidance and asking. Uh, for him to be by my side every step of the way. Yeah. And, and and that's all that I can do. And that pretty much, and he pretty much, you know, makes me the person that I am. And I follow his lead and I follow his word. And when I speak to him, I feel like I get answers back from him. And, and that's exactly what I do. And I try to go out into life and fulfill what he tells me to do, not only on the basketball court, but in life as a, as a human being. That's strong, really strong. Uh, that that preaches all on its own. Uh, it's like what you. Uh, I was watching that walk through the campus with uh, with that uh, the father that that's the president of y'all's uh, university, and uh, yeah. he was talking about having a lot of coaches in life, and and that and that you said, okay, God is one of my coaches, and I, I mm-hmm. never I never took that perspective, you know, in the sense that. Okay, mm-hmm. there's there's uh, there's a higher being that's taking care of me, which is my approach and my belief yeah. system. And so, who yeah, who's coaching me? Who's holding me accountable? Who's uh, correcting me? Because sometimes it's coaches, and we're at the top of the food chain wherever we work at. 
especially if you're the head coach and the athletic director and all those things, like who do you answer to? And, and, and there's, there's probably some people that are in, in uh, higher offices than us that we have to answer to, but ultimately in, in, in and of ourselves in solitude, who do we answer to? And so I think that, that's, that was a great concept of like, okay, all right, I, I can dig that, man. And moving forward, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to be in the back of my mind from now on. So here again, uh, the content you put out, it, ha- it has a reach, man. Believe me, even though you might think that was, long, that was so long ago, uh, I don't think anybody even, ever even sees that. But I, I'm telling you, man, I, I feel like the more we release uh, different words out of our mouths, it either brings life or death. Or or encouragement or, or or whatever you know what I mean. Like I feel like that's how important our words are. So, uh, Jared, man, I appreciate your time, man. I really do. I look I look forward to the future, what what it has for you, and the plans that you have. And I know and I know something great's gonna happen, man. I'll, I'm gonna see you on TV for some reason, either as a sideline reporter, a broadcaster, <laughs> or, or filling that thing up because uh, you, you've got a lot. You've got a lot to offer this world and the game of basketball as well. So here again, man, appreciate you coming on, you know, giving up some of your time to be on the podcast today. And and I appreciate you, man. So thank you. Man, it's no problem. And I really appreciate appreciate you having me on. Uh, and it was great talking to you, Mike. Take care, man. Thank you for listening to the Players First Podcast. Please be on the lookout for more episodes on any platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also get up-to-the-date news at Twitter at Players First Pod. Thank you so much for listening. You are appreciated.